Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, it is a tough ask to figure out what a neighborhood needs, to capture what's there, but also vibe set for what it could be, and be the conduit that hopefully lets a community dream a little bit. And it's probably even harder to try doing that in multiple neighborhoods at the same time. For the last 15 years, Brian Mendelson has helped reimagine old spaces all over the city, from the Fulton Commons Food Incubator in Manchester to the Row House Group in Lawrenceville. He's got 13 companies now, and one of his latest projects is another old theater, the Hollywood in Dormont. Well, she could use some love. We joined him down there on Potomac Avenue to see what exactly he's got in mind. It's Tuesday, November 28th. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh is talking about. We're sitting in the lobby. There's a pair of double doors, what I assume is an old ticket counter over here. And then when you first walk in, there's, of course, this concession space and then beyond it, the theater, which I didn't realize until you were walking us through just before we turned on the recorders is a bowl like you sink in the center of it and then it rises back up to the stage. How do you plan to change all of that through the course of this coming renovation? Yeah, it's we call it the wave because you start off on the sidewalk and go up, then you go back down again, then you go back up again. Yeah, this can't be ADA compliant. It's not. So <laughs> we are going to be putting a lot of money into leveling out the place, um, which sounds silly, but it it um, it sounds hard. It's hard, and um, it's important to be accessible. And a lot of people talk about safe inclusivity, and you know. Someone who is handicapped and or in a wheelchair, you know, has to have an, an amazing experience as well. And that is important to us as an organization. So every project we've ever done, we put a lot of energy into, you know, taking an old building and, and making it as accessible as possible. So you're in the preview phase of all this now. It looks pretty different than it did the last time I was in here, but I am guessing nothing like it's going to. Mm-hmm. Can you describe for folks maybe your goals, like what you want this whole space to feel like? Yeah, we want to embrace the building as it was, not just honor its history, but bring it to a new chapter of being proud of it. So, you know, it has this really low lobby. It's only seven and a half feet tall. And we're going to get the ideas from Frank Roy Wright, where it's this idea of compression. You walk into the entrance of it being compressed, and that's your lobby area. And it's going to have this like really um, Art Deco modern feel to it. Uh, lots of black and lots of dark, very similar to the urban room in the Omni William Penn now. And then when you enter the theater itself, it's going to be that release that Frank Roy Right, talks about where you are going to very high ceilings, this big cavernous space. And the goal of that walk-in is that you are wowed. You're seeing something that it's not a theater experience you're seeing anywhere else. I hope I'm not giving anything away here, but you just, we were talking before and you said you want it to be like Metropolis, the silent German sci-fi film from the 20s. Yeah, and it's going to have a nighttime sky. It's going to make you feel like you're in the city where you're outdoors. And it has um, little tricks too, like, you know, the sky looks like it's endless. There's a slight breeze to it, like you're outdoors. And 
it it, it would be magic. The goal is magic. This isn't your first foray into the local theater scene, though. You are also... Uh, part of the partnership behind Row House Cinemas that came about, gosh, 2014. Is that right? That's correct. What got you interested in the movie business in Pittsburgh? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Opening up Row House Cinema in Lawrenceville was a passion project where I was been living in a neighborhood for some time at that point. I was itching to do another retail business after opening Wildcard that was interacting with customers. So it's kind of a experiment, you know, like a retail experience. And thinking about it, I just thought movie theater really anchors a community. And I've, whenever I go to a small town in Pennsylvania or just travel, the idea of a movie theater in my community or movie theater in the little town just felt right to me. It felt like it was a more complete town. And I wanted that for Lawrenceville. At the time, people were afraid that Lawrenceville was going to become all bars and just one 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 trick pony. And I felt that if it had something different, then that'll help sustain it as a community as well. Do you feel pressure vibe setting for this many different neighborhoods in this city? I love it. It's fun. I mean, I think I understand it pretty well. And then it's hard to translate that into a physical space that actually feels authentic and real. For example, you know, like how do you get a little rough around the edges? Like how do you build that? You could design, an architect could design, or like, you know, an interior designer could do it. It's, it's hard. a lot of feelings. Yeah. It's how do you, how do you create that, you know, and it's not just all me. That's why we have a team of people who, you know, work on this project. So to figure it all out. And so when this opportunity came up for Dormont, I spent a lot of time here uh, to understand what is here and how is this community wanting to be talking to its leaders, talking to people who live here and, uh, kind of my best effort to decide upon what vibe it should have. Mm -hmm. And then from there, um, just running with it. An art deco glam is where we landed. Punk art deco is actually what we call it. Okay. So it's going to have a bit of a, still a, you know, like a 80s punky vibey feel to it. Shiny, but, but with an edge. Yeah, not too shiny. And then especially <laughs> within the basement area where we're going to be doing a lot down there too. Um, add vibrancy and add just a cool factor to this place. The show today is brought to you by an incredible local resource, AIDS Free Pittsburgh, and their pledge to end the HIV AIDS epidemic in Allegheny County by 2030. If that is a cause that is close to your heart, make sure you're around for their biggest event of the summer, the sixth annual Too Hot for July. It is a party, but it is also a chance to get confidential HIV and STI testing for free, plus info on the incredible preventative medicines we have now to keep yins happy, healthy, and feeling your most confident out on the town. So come on out to Allegheny Commons East Park on Thursday, May 30th. 
Yes, July is in the name, but the event is in May. Don't get confused. May 30th from 4 to 10 p.m. There will be DJ sets, a health fair and marketplace, a ballroom inspired dance battle, cash bar, food trucks, and more. Plus a performance by Tony Award winner Alex Newell, a.k.a. Unique from Glee. This is all thanks to True Tea Pittsburgh and so many folks doing the good work out here in the community. So do not miss out. Learn more at TooHotForJuly.com. So in addition to, you know, this bigger screen and much more cool experience in the actual physical space of the main theater, downstairs, you're looking at adding pinball machines and individual spaces for small screenings of films. Um, I think you said a couple rooms uh, for 10 people at a time, a couple rooms for 20 people at a time, another one, a bigger space for what was it? 40? 40, yeah. Yeah, and then you could also maybe do karaoke or game down there. Yeah, karaoke, video games, and movies rental. And you book it online, just show up, no age requirement. So you could just come in, um, you know, a bunch of middle schoolers could come in and do it. You could have a little kid's birthday party and watch a Miyazaki film. Or, you know, you just go out with your coworkers after work and do karaoke. Um, it's yeah. a place where it's, you know, one, movie theaters are hard to operate because you have a huge staff need at the beginning of the movie and then two hours of nothing. So it gives, <laughs> gives staff something to do, but also it adds just an entertainment element that doesn't exist in the Dormont or South Hills area that um, I think this community would like. I guess when it comes to content, you know, Row House does so many themed nights, older movies, indie movies. What do you think Hollywood's film focus is going to look like? The goal of this preview that we're doing right now is to test out ideas. So the answer is we have no idea. <laughs> what have you uh, tested so far? Yeah, so we um, we have the uh, Mulholland Drive uh, show that we did, I was telling you about earlier, where um, Rebecca Del Rio, who is a singer in the film itself, was on stage singing a set before the film. And that's something we could do with a large theater here that we can't do in Lawrenceville. And um, it was almost sold out. And it's so big here that you could really create immersive experiences. Yeah, you said you know, just the whole room went dark for five minutes and then, you know, she emerges with mm -hmm. a spotlight and just begins to sing. That's not a typical movie-going experience. <laughs> yeah, no. And then before that, we had, um, similarly, um, we had the director of Donnie Darko and Southland Tales here showing his films and talking about them in between. So that was just a one of my favorite films is Donnie Darko and just having and Southland Tales tells me a lot about your personality. <laughs> so yeah, Donnie Darko and Southland Tales is a better film than most people remember it. And so it was just great having him here and really creating a whole evening around that. Of course we do Rocky Horror and um, we're going to conclude this test with Boy and the Heron, which is the new Miyazaki film, which we're going to do a three week run and then have a huge opening night festival. So it's kind of testing out how we would do a new new release film mm -hmm. that fits with the 
kind of movie theater we want to be. Yeah. So what's the community reaction been like for these projects? You know, Row House has obviously been on its feet for a while now, and you've had a few weeks, I guess, to hear kind of how people feel about the Hollywood. And then, of course, there's also the Dennis Theater that you're renovating over in Mount Lebanon. I I understand it's on a much longer timeline, but it's been in headlines, too. Yeah, the Hollywood reaction has been fantastic. I think there's been um, a lot of owners in this theater in the last 30 years where it's gone, I think, through nine different iterations over the last 20 years or something like that. Um, I think they us coming here is being seen as stability, which is um, a huge relief to the community, but also the fact that we're going to invest in the theater to bring it back uh, to a, a more historic vibe is seen as a very positive thing. And I think that the community reaction we're receiving, the fact that it's translating to ticket sales means that what we're doing is real and the customers are really there for this. Yeah. I mean, do you want it to have an effect on the film scene in Pittsburgh? Yeah. We we think a lot about that. Um, the film scene in Pittsburgh is a very interesting conversation to have where it's not just understanding if I want to go see a movie where should I go see it? That's a good question, but there's also what what movies are out there that I could see, and that's changing a lot. And Pittsburgh is, to put it politely, really behind the times in terms of what's available for a consumer to watch and ways to watch it. And we uh, you know, aren't the only organization in Pittsburgh that's trying to solve this problem, but we feel strongly that we, we need to do our best to contribute to that, whether that is more theaters and more different experiences and film festivals. And we see that as an opportunity to not worry about what worked in the 1980s, but opportunity to start fresh and really think about film going in a, a new and interesting way, different than what AMC is doing. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot then. What is your elevator pitch for somebody who has only ever experienced maybe an AMC, a Cinemark or something like it? Why should they try to watch a film as, I don't know, this different thing, this experiential, smaller, but more intimate thing? The elevator pitch is simply when you walk in, you're transformed into a magical place surrounded by people who are there to experience the same thing you are. And that energy just creates something that you can't get anywhere else. And that is why we go to live concerts. And that is why, you know, we ride roller coasters. And that is why, you know, we like a park that's full, not a park that's empty. It, it's about communal experience. It's about just energy and all those, you know, sounds like cheesy words, but in reality, that's it. I mean, it's it's not just watching Waterworld on a VHS. It's about the fact that everyone who's there also is excited about watching Waterworld on a VHS. <laughs> and Waterworld on a VHS, which I promise will happen, is not the best picture. It's not the biggest seat. It's not that. It's about it being fun and great. I mean, that's what, why do you go to a Steelers game versus watching it at home. Is there any way that you would recommend folks get in touch if they have ideas, suggestions, if they want to get involved in this process at all? Well, sure. Um, our website's rowhousecinemas.com. 
now that we have two theaters, we had to add the S and uh, we have a contacts um, page in there, but we, we just encourage people to come out and we're here at the movies and just meet us and talk to us. And we Do like, you want to hear from them? Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we like talking about movies and movie theaters and we have a lot of, we have a film club um, that's up to 700 people who um, are dedicated to the, this experience and are um, not just financially helping us, but they're also gaining a community of people to talk about this stuff. And we love it. Brian, thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. If you want to check out The Hollywood, time is limited. It's closing again in January to begin construction on all these big dreams. Brian estimates it'll take well over a million dollars to bring it to life. All new electric, all new HVAC. ADA accessibility, a whole new projection equipment, 35, 70 millimeter projectors, brand new screen, all the amplifiers and processors and second screen and new seats. And uh, everything I just listed are things that you would never notice. I could do all those things. You would not see a difference here. So then there's all the stuff to make it pretty. The plan right now is to be back open by the end of August 2024, ahead of the International Rocky Horror Convention. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you're liking the show, please recommend us to someone. We really, really appreciate it. And don't forget, you can always find all of our podcasts and our Hey Pittsburgh newsletters on our website at pittsburgh.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk to you soon. And then, of course, of course, preserving the amazing pastel bathrooms yeah. downstairs. Yes, the, the bathrooms are famous here and the tile is beautiful. We'll make sure there's a photo in the Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. They are blue <laughs> and green on the men's side and yellow and melon, I guess, on melon. the traditional like women's side. <laughs> yes, mel definitely melon. Um, but yeah, it's, it's 1940s, beautiful, and I can't wait to embrace that.